I've seen Redem like you guys are taking steps to yeah, ensure it's a safe environment, safe space for people to come and not feel like, oh, I'm going to leave home, you know, while we're not, sure, gonna get home. Get, not sure if you're going to get home. You know, we've heard a lot of yeah. stories in the over 2022, you know, what do you guys do from behind the scenes yeah. to make it a safe space? Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of Talking Trophies. It's season four, so we're coming in with that consistency. Make sure you guys do hit that subscribe button. Today we're out of the studio with someone new. We're far southeast, man. You know me, I'm an inner city guy, but sometimes we gotta hit the suburbs to see what's going on over there, and there's something special going on over here. I'm in the Rhythm Studio. I'm with Oli, but he's also known as Olivier. Bonjour. Comment ça va? Bien. <laughs> thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for jumping on, man. Nah, it's all good, man. Anyways, Cass, tell us a little bit about you before we jump into Rhythm, because you're, uh, you're doing your own thing too. Yeah, um, pretty much, yeah, I run some nightclubs in the city, uh, do it, do events, DJ as well, um, but yeah, serial entrepreneur, mm. um, but yeah, my heart's, my heart's here at Rhythm, and like, I feel mm. like that's where it all started, you know? Guys, it's just, it's been three years, you know, we saw that massive party you guys threw on your third year, what? What made you want to start this? What made you guys want to start this? Because you guys are family. You guys are friends. Yeah, 100%. Like, everyone involved in Rhythm. Like, we grew up together uh, before this all started. So it's just one of those things where it means more than just an event. It's, it feels like community, you know? I mean, it is a community. Yeah. Um, but how close we all are is, uh, I think, something that can't be replicated. I think that's the biggest part of it. And... Uh, yeah, pretty much we started off the in the events side of things um, and mainly because we, were, like, we weren't even allowed to get into clubs like in the city, like it was always just difficult, you know, trying to get into other, other clubs, ratio and, you know, even just the way we got treated by, uh, you know, security or the venues, uh, we didn't really feel welcomed, you know, so we definitely wanted to create a space that uh, made us feel welcomed. Um, and you know, that's people of color at the end of the day, um, you know, in, in, in Australia, the new generation are from immigrant parents. So I feel like we were the first generation, I guess, to be in schools in Australia. So we're able to, I guess, bring that and bring the side of, uh, I guess, the struggles that we've been through and try to elevate it and evolve it. You know, you spoke about a couple barriers, you know. Firstly, being people of colours. Everyone knows the memes. When there's a lot of black people in the club, they're getting pulled to the side. They're going to say, sorry, boys, not tonight. You know? So obviously that was a motivation for you. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, and it was crazy because I think we, through our second rhythm of it, like week, week after, like, you know, we got to know like people in the scene and stuff. Like people were really like, you know, oh, we love swear. Say whatever you want, man. Oh, okay. Yeah, people were fucking with rhythm, you know? And um, we got introduced to some people who run clubs in the city. Literally, the week after, I got knocked back for, you know, not wearing the right dress code mm. or whatever. I walked in with the same venue, same security guard. Um, yeah, same security guard. No questions asked. Straight through. Mm. So it's crazy. Like, you have to know people and stuff like that. But, you know... And that's why, you know, we created other other entities as well to make sure that doesn't happen. 
Because I know, you know, obviously it's a bit of a controversial one, but you're speaking about letting people in. How do you keep that ratio? Because at the end of the day, you don't want to go into a party and it's 95% guys, you know? Yeah, How do you maintain that ratio as well? I think uh, it's definitely one of those things where making the um, party a safe space is definitely a part of that. Because I think females want to feel want to feel safe wherever they go. Uh, and just even the way that we um, advertise our events, they're very attractive. It's not too, you know, trap music and stuff and like trying to enjoy music uh, of, from all around the world. And I feel like because we do execute that well, it kind of encourages everyone to come out. Yeah. You know? And people want to come out in groups, um, especially in big groups of friends for birthdays or whatever it is. But I think once you do that once and you continue, then it just grows and grows and grows. Yeah. You're speaking about the safety and having a safe environment. Yeah. You know, obviously, Melbourne is notorious for fights, you know, in the nightclub scene. And I personally, from what I've seen, I've seen rhythm like you guys are taking steps to yeah, ensure it's a safe environment, safe space for people to come and not feel like, oh, I'm going to leave home, you know, while not, sure if, you're get home. Get, not sure if you're going to get home. You know, we've heard a lot of yeah. stories in the over 2022, you know, what do you guys do from behind the scenes yeah. to make it a safe space? I think what's important is um, understanding our patrons and like understanding the demographic that we have. Um, but on the other side of that, a lot of the people that come to our events are friends, little brothers are friends, little sisters are friends. So it's like, they've, like we've all grown up together in a way. And if it's not the Southeast and there's people in the West or North. So I feel like, like in just in general, the people that come to Rhythm all kind of know each other already. So, um, that's like one part of it but then the other side is the venues you know venue security building those relationships because i feel like once i see a room of you know people of color fighting and then you know police they have to call police or whatever yeah. yeah and then they don't, they don't want to have us again mm. and it ruins that um you know reputation for us but i think we've been able to maintain that um you know in the early days things happened outside the club like we started off locally um, so in our own area, and I, I guess everyone knows how it is like, you know, different people from different areas were fighting and stuff, but it's like, we had to make sure that the people that wanted to come back felt safe again, mm. you know, um, even just doing like blacklisting, like little things like that behind the scenes definitely like helped us. And it, it built leverage for us as well, because when we went to a bigger venue, we would let them know this is our protocols. You know what I mean? And then they trusted us a little bit more yeah. rather than bringing people into a venue and they're not sure what they're expecting. At least when we told them, all right, cool, we know 80% of the people that come, there is 20% that we may not know, but we have these certain protocols that yeah. all allow us to create a safer environment. What about um, ticketing? You guys do ticketing? Yeah, that, so that, that was actually one of those things that we changed yeah. actually, because we could obviously see names, mm. um, but also, I feel like people who just rock up to the door and just want to buy a ticket, either they didn't plan their weekend out, mm. so it's kind of like their motives can be different. Yeah. Uh, whereas, you know, people who buy tickets have to literally write their name and yeah. uh, pay for it online already. So there's kind of a whole different mindset to like towards- They're not going out yeah. 
cause something. Cause trouble, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, ticketing was yeah. like a big, a big change for us. Yeah. And also like the whole culture with COVID happening and all that, like tickets started to become a thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, definitely relationships between the venues, um, venue owners, managers, stuff like that is a big part of it. Yeah. Um, just to build trust, you know what I mean? So. I want to know, like, obviously you got a few people in behind the scenes right now even. I want to know, what is the team? What is the roles? How is it like, you know, scale? How do you manage these things like? Yeah, I mean, like, we're all family. Like, mm. you know, anything that um, we do, we make sure that the family knows about it. Like, um, you know, flyers, designs. Uh, obviously, there's people in different roles. Uh, we've got Maron, uh, probably the genius of uh, Ritter, behind Ritter. Um, but he's always behind the scenes. He's created, like, a lot of these flyers. Actually, all of them. Yeah, he created pretty much all of them. Um, but just even like, you know, social media, how we push things. Um, and then yeah, Christina, she's uh, one of the, the DJs and like, you know, she plays a big role in like giving us a different perspective, especially being a female. Yeah. I think that's an important part of our dynamic as well, um, where, you know, we're able to see things from the other side. Um, Cause like, if it's male dominated, then- Yeah, you, you get one perspective. You get one perspective. So. I think that's a very important part of of rhythm, you know, seeing the other side of things. But even within rhythm, we have multiple females that are are part of our team. So um, it definitely gives us um, gives us a whole perspective on how people view things, you know, what to do, what not to do. I feel like we plan a lot of things out uh, very thoroughly, um, and yeah, I think that's an important part of why rhythm's a successful uh, event. You pointed at the board. This is one thing that stands out for me, you know? What made you want to expand out of like Victoria, bro? You're just like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I see you now in Adelaide. Yeah. Out of Adelaide, you're going to Sydney, throwing boat parties. Yeah. You know what I mean? To be honest, we didn't expect that to happen. Like, we wanted Rhythm to be a local thing. Mm. Like, it was just going to be local. We're just going to keep it in the Southeast. Then we started hearing people saying they're coming from the West just to come to Rhythm. Um, and then, yeah, and then lockdown happened. So we, I think yeah, the, these two events were our first five events. And then, yeah, lockdown happened. So that was the last weekend that anyone could go out. This one here? Yeah. Nice. And then we did that in ends as well, like proper, tough, yeah. like dandy, you know? Mm. This is where, like, we're literally where mm. we are right now. So Southeast, whoop, whoop. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then Lockdown happened and the only places you could go for house was Adelaide. Oh, no way. Yeah. And like, it was, it's respectfully, it's a dead city, but. Nah, I know Highland Street is jumping. Yeah. Highland Street's all right, it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. On a Saturday? Highland Street on a Saturday, but it finishes at 1 a.m. It's like 1 or 2 a.m. It's yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 3 a.m. is their lockout. Yeah. So, but yeah, we went there. We actually DJing there for a birthday. And then, you, like, we actually decided last minute like I think the week of, like why would we just throw a rhythm there? And everyone just jumped on the plane, mm. pulled up, and like the rest of the history. That's tough. I think it was one of the best summers we actually ever had. Real shit. I wanna talk about, um, so you've done, you've done Adelaide, you've done Sydney. Yeah. I wanna speak about the football. Yeah. That was a bit of a strange one. You know, um, Talking Trophies did participate in the tournament. We didn't perform so well, but it is what it is. Two years in a row? 
No, no, one year. We didn't do that first the year. first year. But we'll be back next year, this year actually. What made you want to do rhythm sports now? Right? Oh, I think, um, like, Marilyn and I have a background in, like, coaching, um, playing football as well. Mm. So I think football is a very social, like, sport. Yeah. Just in general, no matter what level you play. So I feel like it was one of those things where we wanted to incorporate both and say, why not, you know? Mm. Um, and we just we just did it. But obviously there's a community behind us. I think that was like the biggest part of it is like, we got the football community behind us. We got the peoples in the Southeast. So I feel like adding all of our experience together, like that's what Rhythm Cup became. Uh, and I feel like, like expanding wise, it showed that we're not just an event mm. for partying, but also a community that can do different things, you know? Yeah. So I feel like that was a very important move for us to make. And like the first year we incorporated um, corporate uh, businesses, men's and women's. So, yeah. and then we did the same the following year as well. So I feel like it's just gonna keep growing and growing till it becomes something like Summer Jam, but for football. No, hopefully so, man. Yeah. And even speaking about community, you know, you got the Rhythm Studio. So you guys are trying to do something now for the community as well with that, yeah? Yeah, so Rhythm Studio is actually going to be uh, one of our, I guess, yeah, community branches. Um, but working, you know, outreach to, you know, connect with the youth. Um, obviously, our events are 18 plus, so mm. it's like hard to connect with youth in that way. But I feel like uh, if we're able to, to you know, give things to the youth that we weren't able to receive when we yeah. were younger. Um, I think that's like a very integral part in growing our generation. Um, like, and that's the thing. So part of that would be doing workshops uh, for like the creative side of things, video, graphic design, uh, DJing. And we've kind of already started that and built a relationship with the council. Um, and if we can expand to other councils we don't want to just you know stay yeah, in yeah. southeast but yeah just even provide the blueprint for other people to even uh do that it would be amazing Holly. well well <laughs> ollie before we do wrap up what's the plans for rhythm what's the future looking like for rhythm you know we spoke a little bit about rhythm studios what are your plans for the next few years yeah i think um definitely like giving back to our community um especially the youth I think that's important because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, after us, we want this to continue to grow. Um, and yeah, just be able to give what we didn't get when we were younger. Um, and I think that will be an important move uh, from Ritter. Um, we're trying to go overseas. International. Yeah, international. International parties. Because I feel like, even just with football as well, like there's a lot of culture behind it. Um, and we're trying to bridge that culture between us and the world, you know what I mean? And I feel like a lot of people, they don't rate Australia like that and think that, you know, we're uncultured or whatever, but there's definitely a group of us, especially at Rhythm, that are very cultured and in tune with um, a lot of the things going on overseas with artists, um, even their own parties, like there's 99 Ginger in France um, and at a recess as well. So yeah, shout out to them. Like even, uh, uh, you know, a lot of our stuff is inspired um, buy them and we try to see how we can implement it in Australia but also evolve and create our own um, concepts yeah. and um, 
yeah, just even with our concepts as well. Like, I think that's a big part of why Rhythm is very unique. Um, we did the 2000s party, then obviously we're going to be doing the top 50 countdown. Yeah. Um, and yeah, a lot of events haven't done that type of stuff. Um, so, and just going to other cities in Australia, hopefully we can go to Perth. I think that's the only city. Who, who's partying in Perth? Huh? Who parties in Perth? There's definitely people yeah. asking for it. Yeah, they're asking for it. I didn't even know those people in Perth. Yeah. Might have to do totally charities in Perth. <laughs> Might have to do a little tour. But um, yeah, like, it's just amazing to see, even just within Australia, how many people uh, want us to throw a party in their city. So uh, definitely, you know, uh, conquer those cities as well. Um, but yeah, overseas is definitely looking um, like something, you know, something promising. So be ready for a Rhythm International touching down in your country soon. Yeah. Yeah? Why not? Guys, absolute pleasure. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for inviting us. You know, you guys did make us feel welcome. You know, I love seeing the family behind the scenes, you know. Yeah, definitely. Vibing out, chilling. But um, you, make sure you guys do subscribe, by the way. And um, check out Rhythm. Check out the events. Check out their page. See what's going on next. You know, if you're, if you're into the partying scene, check out the partying. If you're not, go to the football events. They got the countdown event coming up soon, uh, coming up as well. So, yeah, yeah, man. First in Australia, not going to be the last. Not going to be the last. The humble faith.